0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff.
1: Well, welcome to The Career Confidant, and good afternoon if you are turning in live I am coming to you from a a blizzardy Fort Collins, Colorado, so hopefully we will be able to make the show happen without the snow getting in our way and and messing with my Internet. So if you are tuning in on a podcast, thank you for downloading, and I hope that this is a great opportunity for you. I am your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zeminoff. And in this show we'll be exploring skills and tools that can help all of us manage our own careers in today's de-jobbing free agent economy. So each week, I'll share my experiences with you, having helped thousands of professionals advance their careers, and I'll also be bringing in industry leaders here and there to provide career intelligence to help you stay ahead of the curve and proactively moving towards your career goals. Today, we're going to be talking about job search strategy. As a career counselor and career coach, I've worked with many professionals during their job search. For them, applying to positions online just wasn't working. That's usually why they came through my door or came to a class that I might have been putting together. And the job search process can pose many different challenges. Some of us may not be seeing the positions that we want to apply for. We go to all the job boards, and there just doesn't seem to be openings in the areas that we're interested in. Some may not be getting interviews for the positions that they're qualified for. So we see a position, we think, oh, I'm a perfect match, send off that resume, and crickets. We just don't get any feedback. And lastly, I see some who might be making it through a few interviews, and they've interviewed several times, and they're just not getting selected. And it feels like they interview well, they get good feedback, and yet it never seems to come to the outcome that we all hope for. So a few of these barriers that job seekers at, that we face we start to hear about the hidden job market. And what does the hidden job market mean, right? You've probably heard about it. And simply, it's positions that are open and companies who are hiring, but those positions aren't posted anywhere. They aren't on the job boards. They aren't on in the newspaper. And so how do you get those opportunities? Because we know they're out there. We hear about them all the time, but today we're going to be exploring why this hidden job market exists, what it means for you, and a few practical steps that you can take to access it. Interestingly enough, I happened to be at a job fair this morning and listened as job seekers came and and went and started talking to employers, the job seekers would get in front of that booth, get in front of that employer, and most of the time the first question an employer asks is what types of positions are you looking for, what type of work do you do, what did I hear, well, I'm, I'm open, I'm flexible, I'm flexible, I'm looking for many different kinds of opportunities. Well, as a hiring manager, when I hear those things or when a recruiter hears those things, what we hear is, I'm not sure what I want to do. Or worse, maybe I don't really care what I do, I just need a job. Of course, this isn't what we mean as a job seeker when we say I'm flexible or I'm open to opportunities. We're simply open to opportunity, right? And reality is that we need a job. And still, this may not be the best sales pitch. And so today we're going to be talking through this first barrier that most job seekers face and ways to overcome it, how to answer that age-old question, what do you do, what do you want to do, what types of positions are you looking for? For some of you, that is clear, and that's awesome. That's one of the first steps in the process. And for others, that may be a struggle, so we're going to talk about that just a little bit today. Even if we know what we're looking for, though, how do we find those positions when they're not posted, we're not seeing The amount we want to see, how do we find those positions? Then, better yet, how do we get interviews? And the ultimate goal how do we get that offer for the job that we know we are qualified for, that we know we want to do? So, today we're going to be exploring how to structure our job search and how to move through a process creating a plan evaluating the elements that might fit in our plan, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the execution of parts of that plan today and then continuing as we go through the shows. So if you're looking to take advantage of the opportunity to ask me a question about your job search, you can call in live today at 866-472-5790. Again, that's 866-472-5790. Or you can always email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com with your questions. So if you're doing job search and you have a question, it's a great opportunity to get that answered by a career coach um, on the house. So today... Let's talk a little bit about how jobs are found and and how hiring happens. The Harvard Business Review does a study every year, and every year they ask people who have made a job change that year, how did you find your job? How did you find your job? And this data shows consistently that 70% of people find the job they actually end up taking through someone that they know. Most often, through someone that is close to them that they know. That's an important piece for us to think about in our job search. And we're going to come back to this when we start talking more specifically about networking in a few weeks. So let's think about that again. 70% of people found their job through someone that they knew And most of those through someone that was close to them that they already knew before they started job searching. Now, let's think a little bit about why this happens. Why do companies hire people that somebody already knows? Right? It becomes a bad thing occasionally in a company when everyone knows everyone and maybe we call it cronyism or hire you know hiring from our own little pool can create that bad thing in a company but most companies hire someone that someone knows because if you like the current employee and the current employee likes to work there it's common sense a little bit that shouldn't the person that gets along with our employee also work out well here? And with 60% of new hires not working out for a company, they, they tend to think that if we hire people that we already know, we have a better chance of that 60% not happening to us, of not having an employee that we hire not work out. Now, it may be a false assumption. I'm not sure if there's any data on how likely it is that someone will be a good employee if they're hired by, through someone that someone knows, but it happens over and over again because it's just human nature to like a known quantity and to think a known quantity is going to work out better for us. So now that we know companies are looking for a known quantity... How do we become one, right? How do we access that hidden job market that exists because many companies are simply talking to people that are already there or already in their circle before they make any public mention of a position? So a hiring manager might know they need someone, they might know someone's leaving or no growth is happening. And they know they need someone before they post that position. Depending on the size of the company, they may never post the position, partially because they don't need to and partially because it's expensive to do so today. And even if it's inexpensive, a lot of the inexpensive markets typically bring a flood of applicants into a company that they may not have the manpower to handle. Craigslist, for instance, as a company is cheap to post on, but notorious for sending a lot of junk to a hiring manager, both in junk mail itself and in resumes that don't necessarily fit the position. So as a hiring manager, I'm looking for someone before I might let the public know that I'm doing so, and that's the hidden job market. That's our target as a job seeker, is to become known in places where that happens and to know of places where that's happening before it gets posted publicly or, more likely, before someone else who is a known quantity swoops in and takes the opportunity first. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how to become that known entity, how to set up your job search so you can access those non-posted or hidden positions, and we're going to be focusing on building your plan and executing a plan that can help you do those things. Last week we talked a little bit about career change and the process of career change, and we're going to revisit few pieces of that process, because they're very important as the foundation for our job search. The elements that set the foundation for what I call a marketing plan, and we're going to be talking a little bit today about marketing you or selling you, so have you get comfortable with that idea, that we need to know what it is that you want to do and who your target audience is. Before we can do a successful job search, we need to know what it is that you're selling about yourself. What is it that we want to market about you? What are those skill sets? What are those strengths? What is that personal brand, if you will? And A personal brand is really just made up of our unique strengths and skill sets that speak to a company's need. And that's the other stool leg, if you will, of our job search foundation. Who are those companies that we're targeting? Who is that audience that we're writing our resume for or talking to? And so when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit through both of those things. How do we get our skill set and package it up? And then how do we decide who our audience is, and walk through some of the challenges that come when we start to try to pin those things down. And so if you're thinking about, this is me, I'm in this process, I'd love to get some help, feel free to give us a call at 866-472-5790 or shoot me an email at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at a strategic com, and we will answer your questions and get started on setting the foundation for our job search as soon as we get back. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com.
0: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are you a business owner, CEO, or senior executive who is looking to set your organization apart from the rest? Listen for Business Liaisons with your host, Tresté Loving. On this program, you'll learn what keeps many companies from achieving their greatest potential. You'll learn how to keep your bottom line in check with the most up-to-date strategies, diverse ideas, and tips on building and maintaining solid business relationships. Business liaisons can be heard live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Well, welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today, we're talking about job search strategy. And how to access that hidden job market that we all hear so much about. And we'd love to play in that market and see what opportunities we might be missing. But we really don't know how to do that. And so we're talking today about how you can create a strategy and access that hidden job market. As well as be more successful in the current job search activities that you might be doing. So we're going to revisit a little bit of the career change process that we talked about last week. When we're making a change, we talked about that we need to focus in on our skill set and identify some places or types of places where we might want to work. And that was at the beginning before we started doing our career research. And when we're making a job change, it's a little bit more intense process. When we're job-seeking, we still need to have that very clear foundation. So I I told you earlier that I was at a job fair this morning, and I talked with a, a wonderful woman who had been a vet tech, a teacher, a healthcare worker, and one other career she had been through in her life. And this is becoming more common Many of us have varied backgrounds. We've done many different types of work. Maybe even consider ourselves to have held many different careers. And as a job seeker, we want that variety to bring value. And when we're thinking about how we talk about our skill sets, we need to think back about our marketing. Right, and when we're thinking about putting together our background, how can we package that to speak to what we want to do next? How are we going to pull those skills together and show how they work for a hiring manager? Let's think about a commercial. Maybe on TV or in a magazine or even on the radio. You might hear a commercial and you're just not sure what they're trying to sell. You've seen that, where you're going, what is this a commercial for? What are they trying to sell? Is it effective? Well, if the product is so well known, or the commercial is so clear to a target audience, then maybe it's obvious. But if you aren't in the know about the product or you aren't part of the cult following, you're clueless about what they're trying to sell. And my favorite is a jeans commercial where the kid is running around and doing all these crazy things, and then at the end of the night they show his jeans on the, on the floor. And they've spent two minutes losing my attention because I just I couldn't figure out what they were trying to sell. As job seekers, we don't have the cult following, probably, or we wouldn't have trouble with our job search. And if our product is is obvious, then it's great. Most of us need to package some way the skills that we're putting forward to a hiring manager. We need to really think through what is it that we'd like to do. What role will we play in a company? What strengths do we have that we can be clear about in what they bring to a company? How are we going to put together all of our versatile experience in a way that makes sense to a hiring manager and speaks to their needs? I think this is one of the hardest parts about job search, resumes, that's changed in probably just the last five to seven years, is that the process has moved much more towards marketing and not as much towards just who are you, what have you done, what's your background. That used to be sufficient, and a hiring manager could either see how it fit or put it together and today there just doesn't seem to be time to do that and there seems to be some expectation that it's up to us as a job seeker to build that package for the employer instead of having them do it, it for us maybe a little bit that that they were they want us to say this is what I bring this is the role I can play and to to take a little bit clearer stance. And we'll talk a little bit later about how that, that change causes some trouble for us as job seekers and, and honestly causes trouble for companies too. And we'll talk about how that we can address that issue. As we're thinking through these questions, right? how can I bring value to an employer? What will I do for them? What do I offer? We inherently have to start thinking about our audience. What do they value? What are they looking for? This is our target market. Just as if we were talking about a product or service that we were going to sell, we'd be thinking about our target audience. As a job seeker, we want to do the same thing. Right? Where do we want to work? What types of companies do we want to work in? The skills that a hospital needs in a receptionist may be very different than the same skills needed in the same position in a law office. And the skills may not change, but boy, the language does. The hospital language, insurance, providing care, dealing with specific computer systems, and in a law office, you might be dealing with legal issues, legal systems, and the audience has very different things that they're looking for in their applicants. Now, if you're an accountant or an office manager, you're probably thinking, but I could work in any industry. Why why do I have to choose? And that's where we go back to thinking about this like marketing. If a company is trying to target all industries, what usually happens? Either they don't hit the pain points of the industries that they really want to target, or they're so busy running around trying to speak to everyone's needs They fail to really hit anyone's. And this happens to us as job seekers, right? Our resume falls flat because it's generic. Or we've got 12 different resumes because we're trying to target everyone's needs. And we're confused. People who know us are confused about what we're really looking for. And that gets in the way, especially of our proactive job search. It's hard to be proactive when we're running around and, and trying to wear too many hats. And that's the same thing that businesses and individuals face when they're in this position of selling themselves. And in the job search, although we may not like to think about it, that's really what we're doing, is we're promoting ourselves, marketing ourselves, to a company to say, this is why you should hire us, right? This is why you should buy us. It's a financial decision. It's, it's very similar for a company. Now, you can determine your target audience in a few different ways. You can focus on the industries you're most interested in. If you're trying to get away from something that you've been in, if you're looking to move quickly or move up, you might consider staying in your current industry or those similar to it. And not surprisingly, maybe, your fastest search will be in a position similar to one you just held in the industry you were just in or to the position you are in and in the industry you are in if you're still employed. That's your fastest search. If you're looking to change the skill set you use, the role you play within a company, you'll find it easiest to do that if you stay in the same industry. Different skills, same industry. If you're looking to change industries, you'll find it easiest to do that if you use the same skills. Same skills, new industry. So changing one thing or the other is a step out from staying where you are, obviously, and will take a little bit longer to find that type of position. Changing both industry and position can be done, and it will likely take more time, more networking, and perhaps some outside effort through schooling, contract work, bridge job, whatever it might be. And if you're looking to change both industry and position, you might go back to last week's show and really dive into what does that look like before you start in on your job search. And all of us, all job seekers, most all job seekers that I see could use to really get that foundation solid. What skills are you looking to, to sell, to market about yourself? What role do you want to play within an organization? And there may be several there, that's okay. And then what types of industries are you targeting? What types of companies? Maybe it's based on their industry. Maybe it's based on their size. Maybe it's based on their geographic location. But how are you defining what types of companies you'd like to work for? And getting really clear on that foundation is key to being able to access the hidden job market and to do a proactive search, which are very similar things. If you don't know, you don't have that foundation, you're at the whim of the positions that are posted. Something must be posted for you to react to if you don't have that foundation clear. So that's where I start with my clients. That's where I suggest most professionals start is getting those two pieces of their foundation down. Once you have that then we can move forward with accessing that hidden job market. And that's where our networking comes in. That's where doing some company research comes in. So we'll talk about that, is really being able to have that foundation. What do I do and where do I want to do it? So when we come back, we're going to talk about building a plan based on that foundation and some of the key pieces that you'll need to think about and explore if you want to put those in your plan, decisions that you'll be making as you move through your job search or things you might want to troubleshoot if you're already in the middle.
0: Always talking business, talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Well, welcome back. And today we're talking about job search. So we've talked a little bit about how jobs are found, how hiring happens. And then we've been talking about the foundation to our job search. And that foundation being the skills that we want to use, the roles we want to play within a company, And the types of companies that we might be looking at, whether that's certain industries, sizes of companies, whatever it might be that helps us focus in on the companies that we'd really like to work for. I work with a recruiter up here in northern Colorado, and that's the first question that he asks any candidate that he meets with. What are your top three companies? The answer to this question tells him many things. One, it tells him if the person's done their homework, right? Do they have three companies in mind? In northern Colorado alone, there's more than 70,000 companies. Now, some of them might just have one employee. Some of them may have 3,000. But there's over 70,000 companies. So thinking about what three companies I might want to work for is in one way easy because there are many, many, many more than that and in some ways very difficult because how do you choose just three? But those three companies give this recruiter an idea of what types of organizations the person's looking at. Where, will they, where do they think they'll be a good fit? And that's the key to our networking. And networking being so important to accessing the hidden job market, it's very challenging for us to network. If we can't quickly share with people something that will help them see what direction we're headed in. When we can see what direction we're headed in, then doors start to open. This is the hardest thing for us to do as job seekers. When we start to build a list of organizations we're interested in, it feels like we're closing off opportunities, when in fact, the exact opposite is true. Because by focusing and building a list and being able to share that list with others, we open so many more hidden doors, which we know outnumber the posted ones tremendously. And the posted ones you're going to see anyways. The posted ones will come to you. So what we're talking about here is building a target list that will help you access those hidden opportunities. Now, there's many ways that you can do this. You can sit down and look through your yellow pages. Depending on the types of companies you're interested in, that might be great. Right? If you're looking at dry cleaners, or some kind of service-based industry, you're going to find those in the yellow pages. No problem. Creating a list will be easy. Now, if you're looking for manufacturing companies, those may or may not be in those lists. You might use a business directory. Go to the library. Ask if there's a business directory that your local business journal puts out. You might go online. It's a great service that most libraries, local libraries, have subscribed to called Reference USA. And for free, if you have a library card and your library subscribes, you can pull lists of companies based on the industries that you're interested in, the geographies you're interested in, the size of company you're interested in, And you're starting to build a pool of the companies that you're targeting. Now, of course, the easiest place to start is the ones you already know about, the ones you're interested in, the ones that you already have on your radar. And we're not talking about needing to build a huge list. That list may range from 10 to 30 or 40 companies, depending on your location, the size of companies you're targeting, and the positions that you're interested in higher level positions we can maybe get away with fewer companies on our list and deeper networking if we're looking at lower mid-level positions we can have more companies on our list do a little broader networking and sometimes that will work the first step is to start building that list And to start really being okay with focusing in on what companies we might be interested in. That's the first step of accessing the hidden job market. We've got our foundation. We know what it is that we'd like to do. We know who we're interested in, in general. And then we start to get more specific. Building on that foundation by creating a nice list of people that we'd like to talk to, companies we'd love to work for. And that's going to present an opportunity for us to do many different things. Our plan will be focused on what are all the different ways that we could access that target list. How can we gain entrance to those companies without a posted position? How can we become a known quantity to those companies? And we're going to stay focused there. We're not going to let our mind wander to what other companies are we missing out on, because those will come. They'll get added to our list. We'll see a position posted there, and we can start accessing those as we learn about them. But when we have a place to focus, and we have some steps that we can go through... That's our proactive power. It takes the looking for an ad, waiting for an ad, and turns it into, here are the companies I want to go after. Which way am I going to use to get there? Now, ads and posted positions are still a way to get there. And so building a list of the companies we're interested in, and checking their company website on a regular basis, maybe once or twice a week, can be very powerful. Then instead of making sure that they post something on a career builder or monster or Indeed, we're making sure we don't miss something that is in a company we know we'd like to work for. Companies, depending on the size, may not post in other places. So this gives us that opportunity and some structure around making sure we're checking those sites for advertised positions, things that we don't want to miss the opportunity to apply to because we didn't see them on one of the other sites we may be looking at. That's the first way, easiest way, to use our target list to help it, have it help create some structure. And that will probably be part of most plans. Going through and checking the company website simply to see if there's opportunities that we don't want to miss. Other elements that we might consider in accessing our target list are volunteer opportunities or internships. Internships and volunteering, that just is semantics depending on the type of organization you're looking at. If you're looking at a nonprofit, they'll call it volunteering. If you're looking at a for profit, it may be an internship or a contract opportunity, something that lets you get your feet wet without getting hired. And that will be available in some types of organizations and not available in others. However, I would encourage you not to. Be the one that's counting it out. A lot of times we think, oh, I can't do an internship because I'm not 20. Well, that may not be a reason that a company's going to do it. So it doesn't hurt to ask. Now, if you are volunteering or doing some kind of contract work, it's important to use that opportunity to connect with people in the organization. I always tell people that you're bagging food at the food bank, that's great for the community, and if you're expecting it to lead to a job, you probably need to be doing something else in addition, whether that's getting to know the other staff, connecting with the executive director, in some way getting to be known within the organization and leveraging that volunteer opportunity to do that, making it a win-win for you and the organization, giving back and making sure you're connecting. We might also be using networking groups. And those networking groups can be specific to our target list. So if we're looking at a specific type of company, what networking groups might attract those people? Meetup.com has been a great way for some of my clients to find targeted networking groups. Maybe groups focused on green tech, renewable energy, run rampant here in northern Colorado. Maybe it's groups that are focused on IT, and they get together and talk about IT problems. Maybe it's networking groups that are more focused on a personal interest than a professional interest. And those can work very well, too. Going to a photography group to meet other people interested in photography, and there you go, you start building your network in a different way. So some of those things are talking about building, building your network, getting to be known in the organizations. You might also do those things through events, and possibly even through social media. Researching on LinkedIn, people that work at the organizations that you're interested in, and adding them to your network. Inviting them to join your network. Taking a research approach on social media is very important, and when you're networking. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a couple of weeks when we dive more into networking. And we'll talk about social media more specifically next week when we're going to spend the whole hour next week learning and absorbing as much information as we can from one of the national, international LinkedIn experts, Vivica von Rosen. So we'll talk a little bit more about growing our network through social media and through networking groups. When we come back, we're going to take the last few minutes here and we're going to talk about the most important piece of our job search, something that we often overlook. We're going to talk about how we can use our network, our existing network, to access our target companies. So come back and we're going to spend the last few minutes talking about how we can access and ask our network in a way that's comfortable for us and comfortable for them so that We can find out if they can lead us to our target companies instead of going out and finding many other ways we can do that.
0: The Business Community's First Choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional banker's hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. tuned into to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790 That's 1-866-472-5790 You may also send an email to marie at a com. Now, back to The Career Confidant
1: Alright, well we are finishing up our talk about job search We've talked about how jobs are found in our first segment, how companies hire, what hiring managers are looking for. Then we've talked a little bit about the foundation for our search, knowing what we want to do, the skills we want to use, how we're going to package and present those skills, and who our audience is. What are their needs? What types of companies are they? How are we going to speak specifically to an audience? And those two pieces really being foundational to good marketing, which is what we're trying to do today in job search. Then we talked about building a target list of organizations based on those two pieces and letting go of our anxiety around closing off opportunities realizing that by creating a target list we're making it more possible for us to access the hidden doors versus being open to opportunities but we're when we do that we're really waiting for someone to open a door for us and to be able to open our own own doors we have to get focused and part of that focus that I've seen be successful is building a target list. We talked briefly about some of the ways you might access that target list once you have it, both through ads on their website, going through and having a structure to check those every week, whether that might be through volunteering or doing an internship or some way to get our foot in the door, maybe even proposing a position, although that takes quite a bit of legwork behind it. We talked briefly about networking groups we might join to get at that target list, groups that might be affiliated with companies on our list, groups where people in our target list companies may hang out. It takes doing some research into our companies, understanding where their people go and how might we connect with them at some of those events. We talked briefly about social media, doing some research, especially on LinkedIn, and possibly on Facebook, depending on the type of company, to access that market. We're going to talk more specifically about LinkedIn next week. We'll spend the whole hour with Vivica von Rosen, who's an international LinkedIn expert on Forbes' top ten list of LinkedIn experts, and she will be sharing how we can approach linkedin but for today I want you to just think about social media as being one way of accessing those target markets the most important way and we talked about this at the very beginning that Harvard Business Review finds every year every year that more than seventy percent of people who change jobs found their position through networking because someone knew them and that most of those were someone that they already knew. Someone who was already in their network. And this is where I find we fall short in our job search. We don't know who our network is. We don't know how to ask them. We don't know who they don't know who they know. And so we assume that they don't know anyone. We assume that because they're not in our target geography, they don't know anyone. We assume that because they work in a different industry, they don't know anyone. And a lot of those assumptions get in our way of letting the people who want to help us help us and in communicating comfortably and without pressure about how they can help us. Most of the time when I talk to a job seeker or maybe their friend or family member, and I'll say, oh, how are you helping this person in their search or how is their search going? They'll say, oh, you know, I send them advertised positions when I see them, but it's so hard. I just don't see that many positions posted. Well, our network doesn't know how to help us, and so they're pushing us back to the posted market where we know most positions are either already filled or they already have someone in mind, and we're really not letting our network help us well and, and no one's being happy. No one's happy because they want to help us. These are the people that know, love, and trust us already. And so asking them in a more comfortable way does not have to be difficult. The biggest part of asking them in a more helpful way is for us to be focused. That's really our challenge. Once we're focused, we have a target list, we have an idea of what we're looking for. Then the associations spider in our network's mind, and they can see many possibilities for helping us. And they can choose which ones are comfortable for them and which ones aren't. Maybe they know someone at three of your companies. And they never would have thought of those companies or those people if we weren't presenting them with a list. Now, trick here is that those companies don't necessarily have to be on our list. That's the power of the human mind. We create associations. We draw connections. And when I show you my list you might look at those companies and think of another company that's similar, that you know someone in. And you wouldn't have thought of that company if I didn't provide you some material to jump off from, some ideas to feed your brainstorming. And that's a great word to use with your network. I'd love to get together and brainstorm some organizations that I might research, some people I might add to my list, and if there's anyone that you might introduce me to, to help me move forward. And you can ask that based on your relationship with the person. Start the conversation. But that ask doesn't have to be, do you know of a job? Can you hire me? Those asks are hard, both for us and the person across the table and the ask can be much more helpful for both of us when it's bigger, when it has a bigger focus. Helps get more information, helps provide more opportunities, and it gives your network more opportunities to help. So when you're thinking about starting your networking, I'm gonna challenge you to think about networking not from how am I gonna go out and meet new people, And we'll talk about that in some of our later sessions because it may be a necessary part of your network. And have you asked the people that you already know, if they know anyone at your target companies, have you been clear with them about what it is you're looking to do and where you're looking to do it? That's your first challenge. That's the first hurdle that we've got to overcome. Can we be focused and can we communicate that to the people who already know, love, and trust us? From there, we can build the other pieces of our search, whether it be speaking to recruiters, going to events, joining some networking groups, and yes, even using social media. All of those pieces build on top of our existing network. So I hope you'll tune in next week and we'll talk more about LinkedIn specifically. You're going to get more information than you may ever want to know, but all helpful and very pertinent to using LinkedIn to access this hidden job market and to find advertised jobs that you may not be seeing anywhere else. So I welcome you to check out my resources at GetCareerSmart.com Dot com, You'll find a weekly blog there with our shows and the resources and key pieces of the show each week. And you'll also find the upcoming show description. This is Marie Ziminov, your career confidant, and I look forward to having you with us next week.
0: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant.